Welcome to season two of V Love Hub, a podcast about life after 40. Or what to expect when you can no longer expect. I'm Ann Katari. And I'm Judy DeMello. In this series, we're chatting with experts and real people about their experiences in midlife and beyond. And we're actually live, so you can log on and ask them questions yourself. Check out our Instagram page or Facebook for all the details. So please join us live, and if you can't, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. We love hub. Welcome to today's episode. Judy and I have the great pleasure of having Neelam Katari with us today, live from Mumbai, India. Hi, Neelam. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, Judy. Pleasure being here. Thank you. A little background, Neelam is a Bollywood star. She started her career at the young age of 16 and all of a sudden called it quits at 28. She's done over 50 films and now at 50, she started filming again, going back to a um, starting a Netflix series called Tongue Twister, Fabulous Lives of Bollywood Wives. Yes. <laughs> And um, it was number one in India and also at the uh, the UAE. And I think it was like top 10 worldwide on Netflix. Anyways, before we continue, I just want to tell everyone that Neelam is my sister-in-law. So full disclosure, I married her brother. <laughs> or should I say I accepted his marriage proposal? He's the lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's the only way we could get Neelam, of course, is that we have this inside connection. Yeah. So <laughs> she's one busy person, it sounds like. And so thank you. No, I'm, I'm happy to do interviews like this. I love thank it. Thank you. Well, it's, and it's all for a great cause. Yes, that's true. Well, thank you. It's a real pleasure speaking with you. And there's so much to learn about you and learn about your life, which sounds very exotic sitting in the US from this perspective. So Neela, why don't you start with telling us about how did you get into Bollywood? How did you like it being there and why you decided to go back to acting? So um, I was born and brought up in Hong Kong and um, then we moved to Bangkok and that's how actually my brother met Anne. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the connection over there. And anyway, yeah, and I used to come to uh, Mumbai every year for my summer vacations. So the director-producer of my first film, we lived in the same building. And uh, he offered me a movie and I told my parents, I said, okay, let me just try this one movie and go back to school or college, whatever it was. And they were like, no way, you are going to finish your education and then you do whatever you want to do. I said, let me do this one film and I'm going to come back. And listen, you can't challenge or question destiny. I did this one film and it was a huge success. And uh, I got one movie another, after another. And yeah, I, I, had, I was lucky enough to have one foot in the door and uh, it just sort of, yeah, it was, it was a great innings and mm -hmm. uh, it was fabulous. <laughs> Why did you call it quits? Wait, hold on. I want to know what your role was in that okay. first movie. What did you? Who did you play? I played a teenager. You know, the the typical boy meets oh. girl. They fall in love. 
they run away, parents oppose, and eventually everyone's, you know, it's a happily ever after, they get married, and the parents come yeah. to terms with it, one of those. Um, but, um, yeah, it had great songs. It was, um, mm-hmm. the songs were very popular. I think that's what made it a huge hit. And, um, and one after the other, I just lucked out in getting, you know, really popular songs. And I've done ballet, so... When I used to dance, I had that little different sort of, I wouldn't say twang, but I had this, <laughs> I, I had this little different style going, which, um, you know, mm-hmm. appealed to the audiences here. Yeah. It was something different. And how did your parents take it when you, when you became a Bollywood star? And you never did go back to college or whatever it was, right? That you promised you would? I never did. I was here to stay <laughs> and never go back. <laughs> I actually made my parents move here. <laughs> and they accept they were accepting? Well look, I think um I got one film and then I got mm-hmm. another film and then I got another one. And it's not like I mean I I say it in a sense that I've been very, very lucky and extremely um lucky. Yes, did I work hard? I definitely worked hard, but I think Everything sort of just fell into place, you know. I I got the good filmmakers, I got the good um, breaks, and mm-hmm. I just really lucked out. And uh, yeah, I think I made my parents proud because also along with that, I maintained my dignity. I mean, they were very strict. Although um, I must add, uh, mum was very strict. You right. know, uh, yeah. I mean, I I didn't have those starry tantrums. I didn't give them a reason to sort of say, okay, pack your bags and come back home. And I must add that um, Neelam is, you know, the the kind of like the American pie, the all-American girl type for how we would say here in America for India. Very conservative. She doesn't curse in her movies. It's part of the culture. Very conservative, wouldn't you say? (laughs) So um, my aunt and my mom used to design my clothes, okay, when I was doing movies. So all my clothes, if you go back and see any, my, most of my movies, my necklines were till here. To your okay? neck. <laughs> Neckline to your neck. <laughs> to your chin. I was like, I was fully clad from head to toe. You know, uh, in fact, in see, Bollywood Wives season two, I've got, um, I've got this scene with a very um, prominent designer who, who used to do, you know, a couple of my films. And he was like, what was with you? Your necklines wouldn't go budge from here. <laughs> Used to wear, you know, short dresses. I did wear short dresses, but my necklines were always <laughs> here. So he's made so much fun of me. And yeah, it was, we've had a good laugh about this. I said, you know, speak to my mom and my aunt. <laughs> That's hilarious. So how did the series come about? How did that all happen? How did you end up being in the fabulous lives of Bollywood wives? So there's the film, the, the maker of uh, Fabulous Lives is a very dear friend. Um, his name is Kalan Johar. He's a very popular filmmaker here in uh, Mumbai, Bollywood. He's seen me over the, through the years and we've got a whole bunch of common friends. And we were on a flight one day together and five of us were on flight and One's talking about weight loss, one's talking about dressing up, one's with my hair. He's like, you know what? You women are mad. I need to make a show on you girls because you're absolutely mental. 
I mean, the world has to see how crazy you all are. So that's how it started. That's hilarious. <laughs> and in the beginning, were you resistant to the idea of doing a reality show? So, and I was extremely excited in the beginning. I was like, yes, 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 I'm going to be on Netflix and Amazon, whatever. The platform wasn't decided at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited. But then um, when it actually happened and uh, we had a meeting with Karen and I called up Karen after the meeting. I said, you know something, um, I'm out. I can't do this. So he said, why? I said, listen, I've been an actress for so many films. Um, I've uh, for, for so many years. I faced the camera, but I've always played a role. And this is the first time where I'm going to be myself. Mm-hmm. And um, facing the camera after so many years, I don't know if I have that confidence. So he was like, listen, you're giving yourself too much importance. Just <laughs> shut up and do it it'll be fine (laughs) and it was I'm so happy I did it because it's just changed my life it's turned everything around it's for the for the better um it's just Mm. been great you know um be it um for myself as a woman uh my confidence levels um my work you know everything has you know should I say blossom (laughs) yes (laughs) yes Second spring. (laughs) And so going back to the industry after 20 odd years, what was it like? Was, did you, did you see there were a huge change in the industry or what did you find? So, you know, when I started films, uh, when I used to walk on the set, it was just men Hmm. from the director to the writers, to the eighties, to, um, everybody was a Hmm. man, every department. And the only woman on set with, with me was um, my hairdresser. But now when you walk on set, you know, the 80s, the the creative team, the camera team. I mean, there's so many women. Um, so you just feel a lot more comfortable um, on set because, uh, yeah, things have changed mm-hmm. a lot. It's become a lot more professional. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. such a huge disparity in India and... I know it because I grew up there. My father is Indian. And, you know, you, you talk about how many, uh, how, how forward the women's, women in the workplace, have, how much we've accomplished in the workplace in India. But there's still so much work to be done as far as women getting um, equality yes. in India, right? I think we're getting yeah. there. I think... Uh... Yeah we're getting there i mean top companies the ceos are women um you know i think um i wouldn't say we're there but we're getting there for Mm -hmm. sure i mean women are holding um higher posts in a lot of the you know multinational companies and i think it's 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 turned around a lot it's getting there would you say there's more acceptance to women who are older in the industry you know our age <laughs> so you know what i think now people are actually writing roles for older women and and they're not just like grandmothers and mother mother no. roles so i mean i don't you probably don't watch a lot of the hindi content right. but um like on amazon or netflix or um on disney they're actually writing stuff for you know older women women it's it's um it's a great time for women now because you know they're actually writing women oriented um stories which is which is fabulous 
Are any of them touching on menopause? Do you know? Um, No, not that I know of. (laughs) Actually, I just found an article um, that talks about a popular show on TV called Bombay Begums. Have you heard of it? Bombay Begums, yes. Okay, so it's another another Netflix series. And in one scene, one of the lead characters is portrayed racing out of the room and people say oh my god is she having a heart attack and she's in a boardroom of some sort and actually she later describes having the symptom having symptoms of menopause and it actually was openly discussed on this netflix series yeah so i mean it is being discussed but not so openly Mm -hmm. i guess women are just not comfortable enough to sort of put themselves out there and discuss it you know, um, as of now. Yeah, I think it's just, it's just your comfort level and your, um, like, you know, whatever Anne and Judy, whatever you, you all discuss, I think hats off, you know, I think it's great. Would I be comfortable doing it? I don't Mm -hmm. think so. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, you know, your personal choice and your comfort levels. I think it's great what you, you guys are doing, putting out the message, educating women and, and, you know, telling them, you know, what happens to a woman's body. It's okay if you feel like this. It's okay if that's happening to you. I think, you know, you need this kind of stuff mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. But what about discussing it when you go to your gynecologist or your doctor? I mean, is that, an, are you able to have an open discussion with somebody and get the treatment you need? Of course. People over here, they go to their doctors. I'm sure they discuss it with friends, but I think... You know, getting professional help, because post 50, a woman does go through a lot of changes, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally, physically, mentally, lots of changes. So I think, you know, getting professional help and seeking the right guidance is really, really important. Are the women talking openly about HRT in your community? Um, not about HRT. I mean, I don't know anyone um, personally who's who's had the treatment or going through the treatment. Um, have I heard of it? Yes, but I don't know of anyone who's, who's you know, taken the treatment. Mm-hmm. What about when you get together with your girlfriends? You know, when, when Anne and I and our friends were all going through this period in our time, it was incredibly helpful to have this little group of friends who we could share our stories and experiences. Sorry, you, you cut out. You need that. You need- support yeah. system and someone to sort of you know talk to and then mm-hmm. shoulder to cry on because it's it's hard sometimes and only another woman will understand mm-hmm. it yeah. sometimes your family doesn't mm-hmm. get it yeah yeah so do you find that you're open with your girlfriends too about about these discussions definitely like for example my daughter on holiday she likes to sleep mm-hmm. in my room and um I keep my, my AC on 18, okay, because <laughs> she's like, mommy, why 18 degrees? You know, why do you keep the room so cold? And I'm like, you know, what do I bother? I mean, <laughs> what do I, I can't bear it. Right, right now I'm, we're, we're talking. I mean, this room is freezing, okay? But otherwise I'd be sweating away and you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so. Does my family get it? Not at all. My friends, do they get it? Yes, I hope I hope so. I think so. Why did you decide 
that at 28 you were done with Bollywood and what did you do after you quit? Well, I didn't say I'm done with Bollywood. I just was being extremely realistic and practical about the whole thing. And uh, because I realized that my shelf life is over. Um, from the lead character, I was being offered the second lead, which I was not okay with. Mm -hmm. um, so I said, you know what? Um, I think my time is up. My shelf life is over. I've had a good innings. It's time to say goodbye. When you're on the top, you know, you leave at the top and people remember you. Instead of just sort of fading away and people say, okay, you know what? She needs to leave films. She needs to quit. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted that. And um, yeah, so it was very, very difficult. And the transition from acting to jewelry was one of the hardest things I've ever done because you know, when you're on set and, you know, you've yeah. done a bit of modeling and acting yourself. You know, when you're on set, you meet so many people and you, you know, it's just, it's just interesting. You meet people, you know, it's, it's, there's the buzz mm -hmm. rather than sitting in an office and oh, waiting for a client to walk in. It was, it was hard. The transition was very, very difficult, but I think it was, you know, the best decision I made, my, uh, the best decision I made in my life because you know, today I'm still doing my jewelry and um, I love it. So tell us about, so you, for people who don't know, you have a jewelry line, correct? So tell us a little bit about what you do exactly. So it's the family business, my brother, my dad, you know, it's, it's a family business since four generations. And even before I joined films, I always knew that, okay, this is something that I'm going to do. So in fact, when I was not shooting and not filming, I used to be in the office you know, learning the tricks of the trade, learning assorting, learning manufacturing, you know, doing all that. Yeah, my dad always pushed me and he always mm -hmm. said that, you know, in fact, when I did leave films, I went through a very low and he used to push me and say, you know what, you need to get back to work. Mm -hmm. But back to work means get to the office and you need to start creating jewelry and designs and, you know, start your business. It'll take time, but, you know, you'll do well. It took a lot of time. Yeah, it took me It took me a mm -hmm. while. But um, yeah, I'm so glad that from acting, I, I, I've become a designer. Now I'm doing my interior designing. Right. So it's just all about creating and it's all about, you know, in the arts field. And I love mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I think it's very important that, you know, comparing us to, let's say, our moms 20 years ago, that 50 was like, okay, even like my mom is like, okay, I'm old now, but you're only 50. And, you know, she stopped being creative. She stopped, you know, you kind of stopped doing what you're doing. But now I think women today at 50, we're just getting started. True, very true. We're still able to create and do things and be active. And I think that's important mentally for all of us. 100%. Mm -hmm. And on that note, actually, somebody is, somebody asked how receptive was Bollywood to you returning after a 20-odd year break? And what kind of roles are you being offered now? So, uh, honestly, I, I'm i getting offers. Um, quite frankly, the industry has changed uh, a lot. And I'm just so used to being my own boss right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the working hours have changed. Like earlier when we used to when we used to shoot, we used to do like a nine to six shift or a two to 10 shift or a 10 o'clock to two o'clock shift. So, 
you know, the number of hours has oh, yeah. increased. Really? I mean, it's a good, it's a good 12 to 14 hour day. Mm -hmm. And um, my daughter's nine, year, nine years old. And I realized that, you know, fine, if something really, really interesting does come my way. I mean, I've done something for Amazon, just one episode. You know, it was like a 10-day shoot. I loved it. But I realized that was like um, a wake-up call that, you know, my daughter's nine. She needs me around right now. I mean, I'm happy, you know, doing my jewelry and looking after my daughter. And now I've got my interiors. So acting is something, only if something really, really interesting comes my way, would I do it? I'm getting lots of offers, but then again, you know, it's it's taking me away from home for about 40 days or a month or something, which I can't do mm -hmm. right now. How did you right. get into interior design? So I have this common friend who's um, who's into interiors, and every time I would meet him, he would say, you know, you need to get into interiors. And I'm like, listen, my plate is full, I can't. Mm -hmm. So he was doing one project, and I said, okay, you know what? For this one project, I'll sort of, you know, come to your office, I'll see how it is, um, test the waters, so let's see if I, it's my cup of tea and if I could if I enjoy it. The main thing is if I commit to something, I wanna give it my 100%. And I just love the process, you know, you, you know, from, from a bare space, from a shell, you sort of just see it sort of coming together and coming alive, it's, it's I loved it. You know, it's putting the pieces together, the fabrics, the mm -hmm. textures. I just love the whole mm -hmm. process. And what kind of yeah. uh, interiors are you designing? His company does a lot of, um, holiday homes and a lot of hospitality mm -hmm. so I said look I'm going to stick to just residences because I'm actually a homemaker mm -hmm. um, I just stick to making homes <laughs> uh, so right now I'm doing three residences and hopefully maybe getting into hospitality one uh, okay. restaurant yeah. so yeah fantastic and He's yeah, very busy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great, and that you've you sort of find these transitions as you transition through life. You find these new outlets for creativity, which is really fantastic. And so, somebody asks here that if the fifty-year-old you got to meet the sixteen-year-old you, what advice would you give her? What advice would I give her? Um, I would just tell her that. Do everything you did the way you did it and don't change a thing. That's what I would tell her. Because um, I look back today and I, did I have ups and downs? I definitely did. But I have no regrets. And um, with every down, you you become a stronger, wiser person. And you, you know, you just sort of learn from experiences. And the highs, um, who doesn't love a high, you know, when you're, when you're doing well and, and, you know, you see success. It's just a great feeling. So would I change anything? No, nothing. Nothing at all. Very nice. Yeah. So one last question. When you hear me and my friends in the West uh, speaking openly about sex and menopause, does that make you feel uncomfortable? And it makes me cringe. <laughs> it makes me it just cringe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think I think you guys are doing such a great job. In fact, I've seen some of your interviews, and I must say, you guys are really bold and beautiful. I mean, it's it's like you've got the you've got the guts to go out there and talk about women's issues, like post fifty issues, like menopause and everything. And not a lot of people do this, and uh, I think it's great what you're doing. 
Um, would I have the confidence and, and to go out there and discuss? No, I wouldn't. I'm, I, I shy away from it. Uh, well, but I think you girls are doing a great job. Well, you just did. You just did discuss it with us. So yeah, <laughs> that's ha, step so number there. step number one. Check. <laughs> we'll slowly slowly break you down. Yes, <laughs> we'll reel you in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Neil. I really appreciate your time thank and you. your words, and it's been thank such a pleasure. And look forward to following your fabulous life and the next series coming up. Thank you yes. so much. And when do you think that'll be out? I think uh, by September, October, it should be out. Great. And if everyone Great. is listening, please follow Neelam on Instagram and Facebook at Neelam Kotari. Neelam Kotari Sony. Sony. Yes. S-O-N-I. Thank you again. Thank you. It was great talking to you. Hub is produced by Judy DiMello and Anne Katari. We've got lots of great resources listed on our website, vlovehub.com. That's V-L-U-V-H-U-B.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your pods.